Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're here in beautiful Manila, Philippines, here for my big book launch. I'm launching my fourth book and my first kid's book, and it's all about family travel. I'm launching it this Father's Day, so super excited. If you haven't purchased your copy yet, you can get it on daddyblogger.com and, of course, on Amazon. Around the world, no matter which city, country, or continent you're on, you'll be able to grab a copy at uh, on Amazon. And um, while we're traveling, we love interviewing fellow world travelers, fellow nomads, fellow coaches, and fellow podcasters. And I have one here on the show here today. Her name is Ashley, and she's joining us from California. And her, for her, it's super early, and for me, it's super late. But through the miracle of technology and different time zones, we've made magic happen. Uh, Ashley is a career coach. One of her specialties is really to help people find clarity, life direction, and finding their vision to launch their dream business. She's also the, the founder and the producer of U-Turn Podcast. I actually had a chance to listen to all of her episodes, and they were phenomenal. She does a phenomenal job of hosting, interviewing her guests. And one of my favorite parts is she does these reflections at the end. So I highly recommend checking out her podcast as well. So Ashley, how are you doing over there today, early in the morning in California? I'm good. Honestly, I couldn't think of a more positive vibes host to wake me up in the morning. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Thanks for being on. So why don't we first get to know you a little bit better, Ashley, if you want to share a little bit more about yourself and share a little bit more about your background. Yeah. So in my early 20s and in my late teens, I know that a lot of people are potentially in college and you come up with a commitment to figure out what you're going to major in or what you're going to study. And like a lot of people, I just all I knew was what I liked. I didn't know what I loved. I didn't know who I was. Um, but I ended up choosing government history and French because I was curious about culture. And like you, I love traveling. Um, and so I ended up getting a French major kind of for, you know, um, de facto because I took government and history in France. Um, and so I ended up really pursuing that. And at one point or another, I ended up really affected by 9-11. My family was on the East Coast. And I just took that messaging as somebody who was interested in the government. And we were growing up in a pre and post 9-11 world and decided to be a part of the cause. And so I did everything I could to prepare myself for that career. I learned foreign languages. I went to a top 25 school in the world in London at King's College London, got a master's degree in war. Um, and then when I came home to Los Angeles, I jumped off the cliff of the recession and got a job as an admin assistant after three months of sleeping on my parents' couch and getting no bites and my resume just going into the cyber abyss. And that was when I realized that job hunting itself is a skill and that uh, if you don't have that tool, you could be the most qualified person in the world. But if you don't know how to go out and get what you want, you're going to be stuck. And, and that was what certainly happened to me. And about six months into my admin job making minimum wage, I called my college and asked them for an alumni list of every alumni that ever moved to Washington, DC. And I called 2000 people on my lunch break. I started taking Arabic classes at night and just really committed to getting out to DC. And fast forward about a few months into these phone calls, I started to get real traction. I picked up, I moved to DC, and in six weeks, I got three job offers, I tripled my salary, and it really changed my life, mostly to realize that opportunities can be right around the corner if you want them to be. Your life doesn't have to take a long time to change, and it really just comes down to learning how to pursue and go out there and get. So. 
fast forward uh, a couple years beyond the Pentagon, I was helping people get job offers. And friends were asking me, how did you get this awesome job and triple your salary and become an executive in six weeks? And so I started uh, just leading, you know, kind of mini workshops that weren't really workshops, just people at Starbucks with me. And a lot of people got job offers. And so that turned into a private coaching practice um, in my mid-20s. That turned in and that practice booked up. And then I invested every penny I had into an e-course. And over about a year, I put about, I would say, almost $200,000 into the e-course. And it, it failed. It wouldn't sell. And I was so broke, even though I was thriving as a career coach, even though my first year I made 100K, my second year I made 300K, I was in my early 20s, um, put it all into this course. And next thing I knew, right when I couldn't pay my rent, um, I was selling it on a webinar, an automated webinar. Next thing I knew, it converted. And I went from negative $200,000 in debt to being able to pay off the debt in three days because my funnel just blew up on the internet. And I went from having no customers on my, you know, I had plenty of private coaching clients, helping them figure out their purpose, helping them start their business, helping them with their confidence. But I didn't have anybody in my e-course and I went into 5,000 customers in less than three months, having to hire employees. And uh, it was a thousand dollar course. So we did about five to $7 million, what felt like overnight. And uh, yeah, the rest is, is history. Those numbers are phenomenal, Ashley. Uh, you know, obviously, we can unpack each of those numbers and really dissect them. But uh, what do you feel were the key ingredients of success? What did you write? Uh, you know, what, what, what kind of uh, processes did you uh, establish to create that phenomenal uh, success? Yeah. Well, the first thing is, you know, always have a mentor. Don't go at something alone. A lack of clarity is very expensive because you spend your time in a graveyard of trial and error versus uh, looking for, you know, who has been here, who has gone through this, who can help me. Uh, and so I've always been fearless and in investing in my business. Granted, it can be a slippery slope. You're always investing. You're never profiting. So you have to be careful with your intentionality. But I've never gone without a mentor and it's always served me well, even when I was it looks like you're moving backwards. You know, just the week before I started making millions, I was in debt and had no sign in my head that I was going to succeed. So question when you think you're moving backwards when it comes to failure, because a lot of times you're failing forward. Um, the third thing would be cal uh, calendars and batching your workload. So I'm a huge fan of the handwritten calendar. I have one across the table over here, and I'm so devoted to it because what I like to do is when I have a big project, I write down everything that needs to happen for that big project. So let's say I want to get an e-course out into the world. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put all the sub projects that go under every single thing that needs to happen. So if I want to do a webinar, that means there needs to be email sequences. That means there needs to be landing pages. Um, and then under the landing page, there means that in there needs to be copy, there needs to be my tech support. So I do every micro task under every task, and then I put it in order of the order I'm going to do it. I list them one through however many, and then I schedule each one as blocks of time into my calendar, non-negotiable time. Um, and so really, my e-course created itself in what felt like a month, which would take a lot of people a lot longer. And the reason that I did that was because I, I did my kind of 
to-do list with everything on it, and then I did all my micro to-dos under everything, put it in order, figured out how much time every single thing takes, and scheduled it as time in my calendar with myself. Incredible system uh, you've developed, and not only have you developed for yourself, but you actually love uh, you know implementing it with others uh, through your coaching, etc. Tell us about uh, your coaching in terms of what are your specialties. You're not just a general life coach; you're a lot more specialized. So tell us about those specializations. Yes, well, you know, before I'm a coach, I'm an entrepreneur, and one of the things that I identify with is. You know, I'm really grateful for the personal development skills that I've honed and a lot of the pain that I went through in business helped me grow. So I'm grateful for that. And I've gone through some great wins, but also some huge losses. And I appreciate them, obviously, in retrospect, more than when I was experiencing them. But I will say I took all of the copywriters, the ghostwriters, the publicists, all the people that really helped me because I would spent a lot of money on content that didn't convert into customers blog posts, newsletters, email sequences that weren't translating. I ended up peddling all that into a brand new company because so many people started asking me, who's your copywriter? Who's your ghostwriter for this or for that? Who's your publicist? Who's getting you all over TV? And I ended up turning that into Cake Publishing, my ghostwriting and publicity house. Um, so I think the first thing is always paying attention to where your purpose is because if you follow what feels good, and for me, coaching felt good, the e-course felt good, you're gonna find a lot of purpose on the periphery of that. And in my case, my I'm always first and foremost a writer and an entrepreneur, I'm a creative. And the reason my e-course did well and people got results was because I'm a writer and I wrote good content. Uh, and so it makes sense for me now in this chapter of my life to have a writing house. Um, that being said, as far as coaching goes, I help people launch their businesses or scale their businesses through webinars. Obviously, that's something I know at this point. Um, I also help people transition into the workforce or transition throughout the workforce. So some people don't know what job is best for them. Some people aren't really clear on what their vision is in the workforce. Um, and if they want help getting that actual job, I can always help with that, Just having had a job hunting course in 30 countries. But what I really focus on is helping people be intentional. Like, you know, like I said, clear, lack of clarity is very expensive. So I help a lot of people get clear on where they want to put their energy in a world where it's very easy to be complicated and put your energy a ton of places and not succeed when you do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, most of us have been in a place where we're not living on purpose, we're not living clarity, and we're not living with direction. We're just, uh, you know, getting a job to pay the bills. You know, I've been there definitely, and I think a lot of our viewers and listeners have as well. Uh, so in terms of finding that all too important purpose and uh, being uh, purpose and passion driven, uh, you know, finding that clarity, the light direction, what would you tell that person who's still in a job and they want to uh, find, find how to uh, turn their passions to profit? It's a great question. Uh, I would say the first thing is to start to pay attention to what lights you up. Um, start to notice every day, even if it's Something small is, is, you know, an interaction with somebody in line at a coffee shop. What lit, lit you up and what was it about it? Um, you could write that down even just in your iPhone by itself. Uh, the next thing I would say is to start to pay attention to what feels good in your body. Because at any given time, your body is always saying yes and no before you do. And that's what out of being out of alignment looks like is if your body says no and you say yes. Um, and I know that sounds like a physical thing, but really it comes down to conversations. People will say something to you and you can feel inside of yourself. If, is that a yes? Is that a no? Start to honor what your body's telling you because 
there, there's really something about your gut being your second brain and knowing so much more. There's so many nerves and cells in there that know you and know it's true for you. Um, and there were so many times where I was afraid to set boundaries. I was afraid of what people would think of me, but I've really gotten to a place where I'm not afraid anymore to say yes to what's a yes and to say no to what is a no. And obviously there's many ways you can learn how to say no. And I, if, if you are somebody who struggles with saying no, my recommendation would be to practice it. Think about a different way you could say it. Something like, thank you so much for that. I'm going to pass. Uh, we also live in a society where people expect an explanation. Like if you say no, we think we need to explain why. But no is a complete sentence. And it can be a very loving act to yourself to say it. And it could be a very loving thing to the other person to not give something you actually don't want to give. Because that's not true generosity anyway. Um, that's manipulation. That's giving with strings attached. That's having an agenda. That's people pleasing. It, it's very disempowering. Um, so listening to your body is probably... The best thing, because when you follow what feels good, like I was saying, Ricky, you find so much purpose on the periphery. If you look at the Pentagon, uh, I was following what felt good. And I was following working in counterterrorism. What happened on the periphery of that? I became a great job hunter. What happened on, on the periphery of that? I learned how to create an e-course and make a great living. And on the periphery of that, I started a ghostwriting, copywriting, and publicity house. And that's lit me up the most of anything that I've done is working at Cake Publishing and working with our writers. And I mean, the kind of work we're doing now, writing books for authors that I never would have imagined or writing blog posts for influencers or you know, our publicists getting people on TV and I get to turn on the TV in the morning and watch these people. I feel a lot of purpose in what I'm doing. It's because I was following what felt good in my body and paying attention to the periphery and all the opportunities that come to somebody who's in their truth that's living in alignment is that you're vibrating higher people see it and they start to think of opportunities for you. Things come more naturally in life. So that would be my first few steps. Some awesome uh, first steps. And uh, as you and I both know, and every entrepreneur knows, uh, the, ro the road of entrepreneurship is not how they show you on social media. There's so many um, dark moments of depression, of feeling like giving up, of financial hardships, of uh, loneliness. And, uh, you know, it's definitely a roller coaster. Uh, so tell us about, uh, you know, this, um, the truth of entrepreneurship in terms of like, uh, how do you overcome those challenges? Because we all are going to face them at some point in our businesses. Um, how to overcome the challenges of entrepreneurship, I would say, number one, it's the game of the mind because anytime I see somebody that's highly successful, I the first thing I think is they have a great relationship with failure. And part of your relationship with failure is what you tell yourself when you fail or when you perceive that you failed. Um, what meaning are you making out of it? What are you telling yourself it means about you? Um, these are the things you want to pay really deep attention to. Um, in the beginning, I was super afraid of failure. And by the way, a lot of people who are perfectionists are really just people who are afraid of failure because perfectionism is usually a mask for a, a profound fear of failure. So for a long time I was a perfectionist, but really I'm not a perfectionist as a person, as a soul. I'm actually quite a uh, quick operator. I don't like need things to be perfect, but I had to release my fear of failure in order to free that energy up and just go be who I am. Um, so really figure out what what is the root that is keeping you motivated and what are you telling yourself when you fail? Is your motivation coming from inspiration or is it coming from fear of failure or fear that you're not going to mean anything or fear that you're not worthy? Like really getting clear what's driving you, what's driving your car in life is a big deal because there's different types of gas. 
so to speak, that you can put in the car you drive throughout life. And I like to put some, the gas I put in my car is inspiration. Um, it wasn't always that way. <laughs> Uh, but I would say that that came from really at least practicing the awareness of when I'm failing or when my body feels off. What is my body telling me? What am I thinking that's making me feel so sick or so disconnected? Um, and starting to question the thoughts that I'm having because more often than not, if you say something unkind to yourself, the kind thing is equally true. And your ego is just really... Um, looking to find the same things that it wants to believe. So it's like life is a file cabinet and your ego pulls open that file cabinet and pulls the files out that proves its case. Um, but in a lot of ways, it doesn't have to be that way. You can also argue, and, and I would challenge you right now, if you have a story you're telling yourself about you know, a failure you've had or something that's not going right in your life, I would argue right now that you could probably find three pieces of evidence of the exact opposite. So maybe you're failing at work. You could probably find three pieces of um, evidence right now that you're not a failure at all, that you've done this great, you've done that great, you've succeeded at this or that, that nobody thought was possible for you. So it's really also just examining your mind. And that has been a, an ongoing journey for me. I read at least a book a month to keep my mind moving and always to keep new ideas. But then again, it's not about the content. It's not about information that you take in. It's it's about really the experience of, of truly putting a, a ladder from the mind and all the content that's in there to the heart, um, a, a deeper knowing about who you are and the value you hold that is so beyond what you do in the world. You know, um, I have very deep friendships and I've been through a lot of success and failure. And I would say my company right now, my PR firm, Cake Publishing, is the easiest business I've had, most graceful one. I think it's because I'm the most on purpose, but that wasn't always the case. And I had a lot, I surrounded myself with a lot of friends who see me beyond my, my numbers, see me beyond. I truly believe that my boss babe girlfriends that are making their millions and the ones that aren't, that if I lost everything, they would still be there to hang out and help me pick up the pieces if that's what I wanted. They would sit with me if I, uh, there was a time where I had an empty apartment and a friend gave me her couch because she was moving and she just didn't need it. Little things that people were there for me when I was failing. So having a strong network and keeping work on your mindset always. Solid tips, solid tips. And I love your quotable quotes, uh, you know, building that ladder from the head to the heart and, you know, filling up the gas tank with inspiration. Those are definitely tweetable, uh, you know, to tweet those out there into the, the Twitterverse. Ashley, uh, you know, one of your specialties is all about launching your dream business. Uh, yeah. so in terms of uh, people wanting to uh, launch the business and they just don't know where to start. They're like uh, people get confused, like what business should I start? What should I name it? What's the URL? What's the logo? And they get stuck in paralysis, right? In analysis paralysis. So, and I know that's one of your big specialties, helping people go from, uh, you know, just kind of like, you know, you know, getting getting out of their mind and actually taking action and uh, launching these successful dream businesses. I love the fact that you call it a dream business, not just a business. Yeah. So how do you launch a successful dream business according to your methodology? Well, I would say the first step any um, business coach or expert would probably be telling you is to think about who you want to serve and to get really crystal clear. A lot of times we have a friend who would be an ideal client if they weren't a close friend. And I would recommend really thinking about like, who is that one person that you really wish you could help and they're just the perfect example of what's kind of suffering you wanna be a hero for. And uh, really writing down what is it about them? What is it about their demographic? What is it about their pain? 
What is it about their goals? What do they not know they're doing wrong? What mistakes do, are they making that they don't know they're making? That's usually a huge trust builder when it comes to copywriting is knowing mistakes people are making that they don't even realize they're making and being able to say, are you doing this? That's not working, you know, things like that. Um, so I would say first knowing your ideal client and then the second thing is knowing where they hang out in large numbers. A lot of people are narrow-minded with this. So for me, um, when I had my career coaching practice full-time versus now having just a handful of people trying to get clarity in their career, their confidence, their business launching, uh, what I learned early on was that just because I was you know, doing career or business coaching didn't mean I need to go to a career or business conference as a speaker because speaking is one of the fastest paths to cash. If, you're, uh, if you have people skills or you want to hone them, that's a great way to make money as a new business owner. Once you put your website up, you get clear on your ideal client and you book some speaking engagements, even on a podcast like this, but it could also be in front of a large crowd. But you want to ask yourself, where's the party at? Like, where are the people that you want to serve? Because... I don't need to go to a career conference to get ideal clients. I could go to a yoga conference that happens to attract millenn those millennial women that I, I used to be really focused on. Now I've been helping a lot of women in their 30s, 40s, 50s. But back in the day, millennial women hung out at yoga conferences. So I would go there and be a speaker about career and would happen to get a ton of career coaching clients um, by the end of that. Uh, another thing is don't be afraid to make an invitation. I'm, I never, ever, ever go up on stage and just say, Hey, I'm Ashley. Let me give you my tips. You know, I'm Ashley Stahl and this is how you're going to do it. No, I go on stage and I say, um, you know, especially now I'm Ashley Stahl. I'm the founder of Cake Publishing. This is where you can find us. This is what we do. I'm going to give you some tips on personal branding. Um, and I'm going to go through, you know, how to get on TV, how to pitch yourself, how to get a book deal, how to write a good proposal, all the things Cake does and invite people. And that's the thing as a coach that I would do um, would say, you know, before I get into my final point, um, I have some cards back there or I have a free offer. Free offers are huge. Um, I have a free offer. I have a free gift for you guys. I know you're super interested in getting clarity on your career path. All you need to do is text 775, you know, the word gift and I'm going to get you this or that. And that puts them on your email list so that you can further engage with them and offer another free workshop or free teleseminar that they can dial into and you can offer your services. But it's all about before your final point when you're speaking, uh, really offering yourself up. So always, if you see me on a stage, I'm an ambassador to Cake Publishing and that's what I'll be doing. Same thing. You're definitely uh, amazing at balancing all of these different multiple areas of your life, everything from uh, business coaching, clarity coaching, to doing a PR, uh, having a PR company and also a publishing company. Tell us about all of these different areas and how do you actually manage to juggle all those different balls? Yeah, great question. You know, delegating, I, I have a really strong team and I do some really good hiring over at Cake. You know, we have ghostwriters that go through a really intense process. So I used to be in a good mood with hiring where it was like, if somebody said they could do something, I'd be like, okay, I trust that. But then when I handed off clients, if I lost contracts because I made a bad hire, um, it, it hurt. And so now I'm, I'm very serious about my hiring. Our writers go through a rigorous process to be selected uh, as a ghostwriter, as a copywriter. Our publicists go through a lot. Um, to make sure that they're going to get our clients on the Today Show, Good Morning America, those sorts of things. So I would say really hire slowly. Be really clear. Ask good questions. Test people on the work you would have them do if it's possible. Um, and then get judges. You know, I hire some of my best writers to gauge 
the writing of new writers that are coming in and rate them. So that I'm always hiring that 10 out of 10 writer. Um, you know, hire slow, fire fast. I think there's something to that. And realize that hiring doesn't have to be expensive, you know. Uh, Ricky, I know you're traveling all around and I hire a lot of people in the Philippines. There's a lot of ge genius tech whizzes that for five to ten dollars an hour in the Philippines can edit something, edit a podcast episode, whereas that costs me fifty to hundred dollars an hour in the United States. So just because you need to hire doesn't mean it needs to be expensive either. I'm so glad you brought that up because I've uh, recently launched a whole outsourcing company where I've launched uh, where it's, it's just kind of early stages, but I'm outsourcing uh, you know a whole bunch of products, uh, projects, and services to three main areas in the world. Of course, Philippines, where we are here, India, where my ethnic background's from, and also Venezuela because they're going through an economic crisis right now, and uh, they're able to do work for cheaper than even India and the Philippines. So I've been outsourcing so much of my own stuff. Firstly, everything from logo design, website design, graphic design, my podcast and editing, uh, that gets outsourced, my video editing, uh, even my book, kid's book, I outsource all the illustrations there, and now I'm, uh, yeah, looking for clients uh, to also outsource their stuff and uh, getting great quality at uh, super low prices. So Ashley, I'm curious to know, what is your vision forward for your future in terms of uh, your life, your business, your travels? I know it's a tough question, but let's pull out the crystal ball and uh, find out more about what does the future hold for Ashley? You know, it doesn't feel tough because I feel like more than ever, I'm really doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I I question the belief that there's a purpose in work. Like, I think that you can find purpose in work, but a lot of people think life purpose and work are tied. And I think that's just because we spend so much time working that we might as well try and find a purpose in it. For me, I happen to feel really connected to what I'm doing, but I also know that I'm an ever-changing, ever-growing individual. So I always trust, I don't really do a five-year plan, but I always trust that um, whatever I'm doing now on the periphery of that, I'm gonna get more clarity. Uh, I'm really focused on the U-Turn podcast, Y-O-U, U-Turn podcast, and I'm helping people make U-Turns in it. So whether that's in their career, their business, their life, their confidence, um, I'm writing a book um, in around the concept of the U-Turn and have a book deal pending for that. And I'm really enjoying cake publishing. I mean, you know, there's something really special about somebody who wants to be out there being able to have my coffee in the morning and turn on the TV and watch them feels really inspiring. So I'm really enjoying my world. I'm just gonna keep building cake publishing. Um, I'm gonna keep focusing on uh, my friendships. Ever since I had all that success with the webinar, friendships have been more important to me. And I don't know, hopefully I'll have a family at some point and um, take all that I've learned and raise some conscious woken kids with the information I've gotten out of all this personal development. And yeah, I really want a simple life. I'm not looking for a complicated one. Uh, and I, I want a simple business that serves people and does a good job and it's, it's a clear transaction. Uh, that's what I want to focus on. Sounds exciting, sounds exciting. I wish you the best in all these projects uh, to come. Uh, so for the sake of the listeners and viewers who want to connect with you on as many different areas, either uh, you know, the coaching area, the business, uh, you know, finding their dream business uh, in terms of uh, maybe getting the book published and of course PR as well. How can they connect with you in all of those different realms? Uh, I, yeah, please. Um, I'm on Instagram at Ashley Stahl. It's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L. Um, also, cakepublishing.com. If you need ghostwriters, publicists, copywriters, that's where we're at. And then my coaching side is at ashleyinternational.com. Um, so that's for people who are trying to get clarity, trying to launch their business, 
um, or just job hunting. Um, I'm taking less and less clients on one-on-one -on -one just so that I can honor Cake Publishing, but it still really gives me a lot of energy and inspiration, especially as I'm writing my book. Um, so I really appreciate you guys coming on over. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on, and I'll actually have those links right below, so you'll be able to click through if you're watching this on YouTube, and if you're listening on iTunes or one of the podcast directories, they'll be right on the show notes. And uh, we're going to do a U-turn now, and I'm going to be on Ashley's show as well, and I'll have the link to that show as well, so you'll be able to listen to Ashley interviewing me. We'll do the flip of the host and the guest. So, Ashley, it was definitely an honor and a pleasure to chat with you today. Thanks again for your time over there in beautiful California. My pleasure. Thank you so, so much. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. Um, you know, make sure you connect with Ashley. Make sure you connect with us as well. We're daddyblogger.com and, of course, digitalnomadmastery.com as well. And thanks for tuning into this episode. Happy travels.